Hi team, welcome to Cashing In with me, Audrey Morgan. I'm so excited to have you here. And for a little bit of explanation, some of you might be thinking, is this a finance podcast? Absolutely not, it is not. My last name is Cash and that's why this is called Cashing In. Has nothing to do with finances. In fact, we're probably gonna be talking about everything but finances. We will be talking about everything and anything with the main goal of each episode to leave you feeling inspired, seen, or empowered. That is my goal. We're gonna be talking to some amazing women that I find incredibly inspiring from entrepreneurs to fitness professionals, and I'm sure you will find them just as inspiring as me. So I am so excited to have you here. Hi guys, welcome back to Cashing In with me, Audrey Morgan, how are you? I hope you're doing well. I need to get something off of my chest that I'm so excited about, and that is that I found out that I can plug my headphones into my microphone, and now it's giving Ryan Seacrest during COVID, it's giving Howard Stern, it's giving professional podcaster, it's giving radio host, and if you've had this experience, which I have, if you've had the experience of like a mic hanging over your head with the big headphones, You know what I'm talking about. Like, I'm hearing myself back in my headphones. Now, keep in mind that I am recording from home, like from my desk, right outside of my balcony. Nothing exciting. I don't even have an office. I'm recording from my living room. My desk is in my living room. Let me paint the picture for you. I'm sitting in an Ikea desk (laughs) that is right next to my couch that is also right in front of my balcony. So if that paints a picture, um, but that's what I wanted to let you guys know, that I can hear myself back. So that's really exciting. Anyways, like I said, welcome back to cashing in. Today, I really wanted to talk about opportunity and how it kind of goes hand in hand with imposter syndrome, because it does feel like when one of those shows up, the other one is not far behind. So we will, of course, get into that. I wanted to give you guys a little weekend recap, though, and let you guys know that I went to a rodeo and... Some of you guys might be shocked because that seems to be the common response that I've been getting when I tell people that I went to the rodeo. I went to Wyoming for Cheyenne Frontier Days. Actually, I stayed in Colorado. And I'm going to be so honest with you. Sorry to the people of Cheyenne. It is not the vibe. Cheyenne is not the vibe. The rodeo was fun. Cheyenne, the town, not the vibe. Fort Collins, however, is a vibe. So just something to consider if you guys are ever considering going to Cheyenne Frontier Days. Anyways, went to a rodeo. Like I said, a lot of people are like, oh, interesting. I'm like, they're like, have you been to a rodeo before? And I'm like, yeah, this is this is not my first rodeo. And then everybody's shocked. So let me explain to you. My family, we were like, we were an RV family. We were a national park family growing up. So if we went out of town, which oddly enough happened like more than you would expect, when we went out of town, if there was a rodeo in town, we were like, we might as well go. Like, it's something to do. So we didn't necessarily go out of our way for rodeos, but weirdly enough, rodeos happened to be happening, like, in the places we were traveling over the summer. Anyways, so yeah, I went to the rodeo. It made me um, want to date a cowboy. I don't know how long this phase will last, but in the moment, I was like, I could be a rodeo wife. That's like probably not true, but like, you know, something to think about, something fun to think about. 
Anyways, went to the rodeo. The whole reason I went to the rodeo was because I wanted to see Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw is like, if there is one artist that could represent my entire childhood, it would probably be Tim McGraw. Listened to him a lot as a kid. My parents had him on all the time as a kid, and I had never seen him. And he was performing there, so we went, and it was great. I had so much fun. It was like the most nostalgic concert I think I've ever been to. So it was so fun. And then the next night was John Party, and I can't say anything bad about him, but I will say I only knew like three songs. Did he sound good? Yeah, he did. He did sound good. I just didn't know any of the songs. But a concert's a concert. It was a good time. Anyways, that's my weekend recap. But it leads me into my pop culture moment where I really don't have a lot of stories that I'm fixating on right now. But I wanted to circle back on Tim McGraw because why is he in his late 50s and looking like that in a good way? Positive connotation. Why is he in his 50s looking like that? Why is he so jacked? Like, I don't know how old he is. Solo podcasts are like so dangerous because I can really see myself just like saying stuff and then it's just online. And it's probably things that like maybe I shouldn't just be saying to the masses, but I am. Anyways, so that's part of my pop culture section is why does Tim McGraw look like, why does he look so good at that age? You know what I mean? Why do his arms look so good? Anyways, other little pop culture update. Have you guys heard about this Megan Fox situation? She's getting a lot of hate for putting her, like, friends GoFundMe out on her Instagram stories. And to that, I have to say, why do celebrities get so much hate when they put a GoFundMe out there? Like, I I know the reason why, because everybody's like, oh my god, you have so much money, you should just pay the whole donation, And I'm like, no, they shouldn't. No, they should not. If it's one of your like close friends, then sure. If it's somebody that you maybe just kind of know, what is the issue? You could also get a bunch of money by putting it on the GoFundMe. And also like people just assume that because you are famous and well-known, you have a bunch of money. Who's to say Megan Fox isn't poor? I don't think she is by any means, but I'm just saying maybe she doesn't have $50,000 to give to her friend out of nowhere. Anyways, this is not the first time this has happened to a celebrity. I remember this happening, I think, to Kylie Jenner, and I had the same thought. I was like, yeah, they're rich, but like, okay. I felt no way about them putting it on their GoFundMe. Also, who's to say they didn't donate a large amount of money in private? You know what I mean? Anyways, that was part of my pop culture update. Like I said, I don't have a ton of pop culture things on my mind lately. There's not a whole lot going on. Um, at least not that I can think of. I saw the Barbie movie. I thought that was great. I can't stop listening to I'm Just Ken. Something about me is sometimes I get really overwhelmed and really overstimulated And so when I'm driving or when I'm doing something, I just listen to the same song on repeat, perhaps 20 times. So that was me yesterday. I was driving to go play tennis with a friend and I just listened to I'm Just Can all the way there, all the way back while I was showering, while I was getting ready for bed. That's the only song I listened to. And similarly, one time I went to pizza with my friend and we lived together at the time. And I was like, do you mind if we listen to only the song Yikes by Jack Harlow from the Scooby-Doo soundtrack? Do you mind if we do if we do that? She was like, okay, whole way to the pizza place, whole way back. We only listen to Yikes because that's all I could handle, you guys. That's all I could handle. And I hope that other people can relate to this, but like, 
it's weirdly calming listening to the exact same song over and over and over again when you feel like you're going to explode. You know what I mean? Anyways, I'm running off of two cups of coffee and it is 9 a.m. So, sorry if I'm talking fast. That's just how I talk. Anyways, before we get into the actual topic of the episode, I wanted to tell you guys about Do Wellness, which I told you guys about the other day. And I wanted to tell you about it again. They are kava drops. They really, it's like anti-anxiety stuff. It really calms you down. Think like CBD, but better. And it's in like an oil dropper situation. So you can put it into any drinks that you like. I put it in my morning coffee every morning because I don't know about you guys, but I sometimes get super anxious after drinking coffee and I stop taking my anxiety medication And I feel like this has been very helpful and like a natural way to cope with anxiety. So anytime I'm feeling super overwhelmed, I can just put it under my tongue. I can put it in my drink. So like I said, I put it in my morning coffee every day. Sometimes I'll put it in my like sleepy time tea before I go to bed. It genuinely is one of my favorite products out there. And if you follow Do Wellness on social media, Ariana, the founder, who I love and adore. Ariana, if you're listening to this, I love and adore you. But she posts a lot of like fun mocktail recipes with dewdrops, like anti-anxiety type of mocktails that look so good. I will admit I haven't tried many of them, but they look amazing. So if you want any sort of inspo of like how to make an anti-anxiety mocktail, check out Do Wellness on Instagram or on TikTok. I think she does them on both. But I wanted to tell you guys about them. And I also wanted to tell you that I have a link in the description that you can use to get your dew drops. So I want to tell you guys about that. I hope you guys try them out. I hope you check them out because it's genuinely one of my favorite products out there. Okay, now to get into the actual topic of the episode, another week where I have nothing planned out. I am just speaking from the heart. But I wanted to talk about opportunity and how it kind of goes hand in hand with imposter syndrome. And I feel like this is another topic that has come up a lot within my friend groups and within myself and something I talk a lot about in my spin classes. And a lot of times, okay, so there's like a few different, a few different routes we can take with this. And the first thing I wanted to talk about was a lot of times when an opportunity comes to us, we can kind of question it and I think it's maybe just fear talking where sometimes we say like, what did I do to deserve this in a, in a good way? Like, I don't deserve this. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't have the qualifications. We can really start to second guess the opportunity. And I recently saw a quote that I can't stop thinking about. And it was essentially all it said was, if the opportunity has presented itself to you, then you're ready was the gist of the quote. Like there's a reason that the opportunity was placed in front of you because you are qualified, you are ready, you are enough. There's a reason it was placed in front of you. It was not an accident. You're meant to be, you're meant to take this opportunity and you're meant to do what you are capable of doing. But so many of us, like the opportunity comes in, we kind of freak out. We might take it, but it it leads to a lot of anxiety. It leads to a lot of fear. And this is not the type of fear that you should avoid this is the type of fear where you feel it and you should go towards it you guys know the kind that i'm saying like 
these big jumps, these big leaps, these big opportunities that come usually come with a lot of fear of, oh my God, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Like everyone's going to know that I don't know what I'm doing. Everyone's going to know that I'm not qualified. Like that kind of fear or the fear of the unknown, like kind of what we talked about in that first episode. There's a lot of fear and that's the type of fear that you should run towards. That's the type of fear that is actually leading you in the direction that you should be going. Because if we like that type of fear, if we ignore that and we take that as a sign as like we should not go in this direction, then we're going to be stagnant. You know, that's the type of fear and the type of anxiety that is actually good and is actually leading you in the direction that you're supposed to be going. And then there's that added layer of when you do take an opportunity, a lot of people start to deal with imposter syndrome. And I've been there. You guys, I've been there. I know a lot of my friends are there right now because like I said, this is a topic that has come up a lot in conversation, but there's a lot of imposter syndrome. And what I got to say to that, you guys, is nobody knows what they're doing. At the end of the day, everybody's winging it. Nobody knows what they're supposed to be doing. Everybody is just faking it. And that's the truth. Everybody's faking it. So as far as imposter syndrome goes, like, again, it comes down to this, this opportunity was placed in front of you for a reason, because you are capable, because you are ready, because you do know what you're doing. You have what it takes to, to do whatever it is that's been placed in front of you. But sometimes that imposter syndrome, I feel like, can really hold us back. Sometimes it comes before we even accept the opportunity. So I want y'all to be, like, so honest with yourself right here. Like, is there is there an opportunity that has come your way that you have turned down, that you have maybe avoided because you don't think you're ready? My guess is a lot of you have an answer to that, which would be yes. A lot of you would say yes to that. You have avoided this opportunity that's been put in front of you. Is anyone ready? Is anyone ready for any opportunity that's ever come to them? No. The answer to that is no. I've really been living by the phrase or the saying, like, launch fast and adapt as you go. And I think this is typically a phrase that is used by entrepreneurs and business owners, but I kind of feel like it can apply to anybody, like just jump and adjust as you go. You know, I've never really been one to, I overthink things, but in terms of like big picture opportunities, I've never really been one to sit and think about every possible scenario. I'm more of the type of person where if I decide I want to do something, I simply take action and then make those adjustments as they come. See every out-of-state move I've ever done. I've given myself next to no time to make any decisions about it. Now, that's a different kind of opportunity. But I really think that's like the best way to to live, to <laughs> go about anything. If you want to do anything in your life, if you want to get anything done, if you want to feel accomplished, or even if you want to feel like at ease by whatever decision... Like, you just have to jump. You just have to do it and see what happens. So that's what I've got to say about opportunity and imposter syndrome. You kind of just got to go for it. You just got to take a leap. And I know it's nerve-wracking sometimes, but like I said, that's the fear that should be driving you, not holding you back, right? When you feel that fear, it's not a sign to 
turn back around and go the other way, that's a sign of like, yes, this is, this is where you're supposed to be going. That fear is a sign that you are going in the right direction. It is the universe placing the right things in front of you saying, you're ready. You're ready for this. Like, let's do this. Let's do this. And also like, while we're at it, what is the fear in failure? A lot of y'all, my guess, a lot of y'all listening to this are in your 20s, maybe even in your 30s. That's the time where you're supposed to be failing. That's the time where things are supposed to be a little bit messy. That's the time where you're supposed to have the freedom to figure things out. That's been a huge driving force for me. Like I said, I've made a few out-of-state moves. And whenever people ask me why I moved wherever I moved, I have no real answer for them. They're like, was it for a job or a boyfriend or family? And I'm like, no, I simply wanted to move. So I did it. But my driving force, and this is what I tell people all the time when they say they want to move or they want to change careers or they want to whatever. Now's the time to do that. Like if you don't have a family reliant on you, you don't have a partner that's reliant on you. If you are in a space where you are making decisions for just you, and it's not going to impact a lot of other people, why would you not take the risks? Why would you not take the leaps for what you want to do? The worst thing that happens, this is what I tell people all the time when they say they want to move. The worst things that happen specifically with a move is you hate it and you move back. That's it. You hate it and you can move back. Same thing, you want to change careers. Okay, worst thing that happens is you hate it and you change back to your old career. Like just because you take the leap doesn't mean you can never go back. And on like a super, super, super simple example, I say this in my spin classes all the time. I say, turn up your resistance. The worst thing that happens is it's too hard for you and you have to take that resistance off. That's like quite metaphorical for life. To be honest, you turn up the dial, you turn up the resistance, you turn up the heat in your life. The worst thing that happens is it's a little bit too hard and you dial it back. But you're never really going to know your limits. You're never really going to know what you're capable of until you take those leaps, until you take that opportunity that's been placed in front of you, right? That's the only way you're going to figure it out. Now, not to say you can't live a comfortable life. I will say that's not really the type of life that I like to live. Um, Not to say you can't be comfortable in your life, but like I find life a lot more exciting When I push myself and when I grow, that's when I feel the best. That's when I feel like the happiest. That's when I feel the most fulfilled. So if that's not you, that's also fine. But my guess is a lot of you listening to this are the type of people with goals, whether that's career goals, friendship goals, relationship goals, personal self-development goals, whatever it is. But in order to get those goals, you got to take the opportunity that's been placed in front of you. And if you needed someone to say it, if you needed to hear this, you're ready to take that opportunity. You're where you're at for a reason. Everything that you've done so far has led you to where you are right now. You're not here on accident. The opportunity has not placed itself in front of you by accident. It's all intentional. And if the opportunity is there, it means you're ready. It means you're in the right place. It means you can handle it. Anyways, not sorry to get super preachy on you guys. It's just something I've been thinking about a lot for the last two weeks and wanted to talk about it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. 
I really am going to start getting guests on here soon. If you have anyone that you would like to hear, let me know. Follow me at Audrey with two Y's, Morgan with two N's, and DM me. Let me know who you want on the pod, what you want me to talk about, anything y'all want to hear. And lastly, because I forgot to say it at the beginning of the episode, I would love it if you rate and reviewed the podcast. You guys, it takes five minutes, not even five seconds maybe, takes a few seconds hit the little stars hit the little stars i really appreciate it anyways you guys i love you and i will talk to you next wednesday